0: From the land of the
1: free and the home of the Chiefs, with two-man coverage of the red and gold, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network.
0: Welcome back. It's Locked On Chiefs. We have a special edition for you today from training camp. Chris is up there. Been seeing everything that's going on despite uh, some of that weather moving in. It sounds like it was a little bit hairy for a minute or two, but how did it fare today?
1: Cold, windy, and wet uh, but it was a good day. I you know, I was just happy that we were able to get through the entire camp uh, without being uh, having the practice moved indoors because I thought that was going to be the case, uh, especially early on when I looked at the weather this morning.
0: And it sounded like I even thought it might have been canceled. But uh, in the event that it is tomorrow, folks, make sure you're subscribed. Check out the rest of the podcast network. We have tons going on. Um, I'm going to be out on vacation. We're going to have another episode for you tomorrow. Chris is going to do stuff for remote, so keep your eyes peeled for that. Necessarily won't show up on all of the websites right away, um, but get your subscription and make sure you get it as he posts these reports. So a couple of things caught my eye, but I want to know what stood out to you today.
1: Uh, where do I start? Uh, <laughs> you, you pick offense or defense.
0: Let's go offense.
1: Uh, offense, I think Tyler Bray is still struggling. Um, I think that he needs uh, to really work on his accuracy because it was off again today and several plays uh, that he just can't miss. Um, you have uh, Kareem Hunt had a tremendous day, uh, had a run that he busted outside uh, with the first-team offense, uh, looked really good doing it. Um, he just keeps making plays, and I think he's really going to be pushing where? Uh, probably sooner rather than later. Um, you know, Travis Kelsey wasn't at practice today, so Demetrius Harris and Ross Travis and Gavin Escobar got more playing time, uh, and so did Orson Charles. Um, all four of them looked pretty good. Uh, Harris may have had his first drop in team, uh, but it was really hard for me to tell whether or not the DB got his hand on it or not. Uh, overall, I was you know the offensive line has stayed pretty much the same. It was. Uh, Fisher, Wittman, Morse, uh, LDT, and uh, Schwartz. So, uh, pretty standard there.
0: Um, now, Wittman had a rough day yesterday in some one-on-ones. I remember, but how would he look today?
1: I think he looked pretty good today, from what I saw. But again, you know, a lot of the team stuff was going away from me. And or when it was coming towards me, it was coming from the opposite end zone uh, that I was sitting at. So it's really hard to watch offensive linemen, especially when you got defensive linemen that are right there. Um, you know, so I didn't see a ton from Witsman, uh in that regard, uh, but they were able to make the plays that they needed to make to move the ball down the field for the most part. So I thought they looked good in that regard.
0: Yeah. And, and that's important. Those five playing together, practicing together, spending all that time. Early on in the season is really going to pay off uh, by the time they have to take the field against the Patriots. And I, I think that's probably one of those things that you can't really measure it until you get to that point. And it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see how they do in game three of the preseason. But guys that are going to play long before that this preseason, um, talk to me about the receivers. Because there's a lot of young guys still making plays out there.
1: Yeah, the receivers looked very good in in uh, shorts and Right now, you know they have shells on for most of camp. Uh, you know they're going, they're taking players to the ground every once in a while. It's, it doesn't seem to be full practice, full hitting. Uh, You know there is some, but not a ton. You know the same guys are, are still making plays. You know Tyree Kill burnt uh, Lampkin on several uh, deep passes, but you know at that at the same time you're sitting there thinking, you know Tyree Kill's your best wide receiver. He should be easily beating any DB that. Is it named Marcus Peters or maybe Steven Nelson or, or Terrence Mitchell? Um, and that seems to really be the case. Terry Kills have, having a fantastic camp for Kansas City this year, uh, and is looking very good. It looks like he'll have a great season, uh, going into, uh, the preseason, the first preseason game. Uh, Demarcus Robinson had a good cat, a couple good catches. Uh, Marcus Kemp had a fantastic catch and I believe it was all in team, um, from Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes threw the ball probably a second early uh, because Kemp hadn't made a break or even looked towards the ball. Um, And the ball was probably maybe five feet, six feet away from his body when he turned his head. And he still got the ball. He still caught it. Uh, Mahomes had aimed the pass basically right at the back of J.R. Nelson. Uh, But Kemp was able to bring it in, so it was a pretty nice play.
0: That's the thing we've seen from him in a a bunch of – Uh, spots here and there, uh, but if you starting to make it more uh, consistent, especially uh, connecting with one young quarterback in particular, I think that's probably a good sign.
1: Yeah. And I think he has got a real shot at, and this is, you know, when I do my next 53 man projection, I think Kemp's really going to be the guy that I think is going to be able to, uh, you know, be that practice squad wide receiver. At least that's the way it looks right now. Obviously, you know, we have games to figure that out, but uh, that's the way it seems at this point.
0: Now, on the other side of the ball, man, there's been a lot going on. If you missed any of our pods from the last couple of days, folks, we've been talking about the DBs quite a bit. Um, surprise, surprise, on Saturday morning, Benny Logan barely even made it out to the field before he went back in. Um, that's, that's something of a concern because now you're talking about Chris Jones still being out and Benny Logan still being out, and, and you're talking about the guys who played late last season playing as starters if we had to play a game tomorrow right now.
1: And that is a concern, but at the same time, you look at, you know, a guy like Benny Logan, you know, Andy Reid made it sound like after practice that Benny Logan, you know, he's got a sore knee. Um, They're being more cautious than than anything else when it comes to players right now. Uh, So, you know, it's a good sign that he was able to go up in the front of the cart. So they weren't having to immobilize a leg or anything. Uh, It just sounds like he has a sore knee. And and same kind of thing with Kelsey, Uh, you know, not practicing today. It was one of those things where, yeah, he'll be fine down the down the stretch. And when you talk about Chris Jones, I saw him walk out to the training tent. So him and Terrence Mitchell were out there during practice. So you know, it looks like those two could be really close to coming back. Uh, Mitchell, I would think is have is going to have a chance to play next Friday uh, or this coming Friday. I don't think Jones plays at least till the second preseason game. Yeah, I wouldn't expect it either.
0: Fall has arrived at
1: JCPenney, the perfect time to refresh your home. From now until Sunday, get up to 50% off select comforter sets, furniture, and the most comfortable mattresses from top brands like Tempur-Pedic, Sealy, Beautyrest, and more. And save 50 to 60% on select sheet sets, plus an extra 15% with your coupon on select home items. Hurry and soon. That's getting your pennies worth. JCPenney. Coupon valid 928-109 on select home items, furniture, and mattresses. Prices valid 928-101. Selections vary by store while supplies last. Fitting on regular and original prices. Intermediate markdowns may have been taken. Some exclusions apply. See store or jcp.com for details.
0: Now, in the middle, the interesting thing was uh, R&R went in there with the first-teamer today, correct? Well, R&R's been getting first-team reps. Uh, Maybe not
1: in the middle, but he's getting first-team reps in Chris Jones' place. Uh, Cam Thomas took a snap or two in the middle of the first-team defense, uh, but that didn't last very long. Uh, New signee Roy Miller practiced some and then ended up going off to the side and doing a lot of conditioning stuff. I think he's still trying to get back into shape, uh, get into playing shape. Considering he had an Achilles injury last year, uh, I think they're going to bring him along a little slubber, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really, they don't have that that middle force right now if Minnie Logan's not there and if Roy Miller can't play. So, that's a little concerning, but I, I think that both of those guys will be ready once you know Week One rolls around.
0: I have to think so as well. And you know, Rick Burkholder is is at the top tier of trainers in the NFL. and uh, I know that he does a lot of work continually in trying to avoid re injury. So if they take it slow with Roy Miller, that perfectly makes sense to me. Um and like you said, they want him early. They want him for real games and they want him to be able to spell people in and out uh and last the long haul. That's what's going to be best for this defense over you know the course of you know what we hope is 18, 19 games.
1: Absolutely, and I do think that you know both of them will be fine. I think that you'll see both of them probably play in the week one game. I don't know how much either of them will get, but I think both I fully expect both of them to be playing.
0: Now, the interesting thing for me is probably and the position. Sorry,
1: and to be clear, I mean the preseason game, not week one.
0: Right, right. Um, you know, for me there's a lot of people that discuss about you know, how do you build a defense? Uh, and over the years, it's always been, I think, th- from my personal philosophy, it's always the guys in the middle. Uh, the The linebacker level of the defense is always the thing that uh, I think has to contribute both in the pass and the run, and I think it's really important. Uh, and this team is still kind of searching, going back and forth. Uh, Rameek's still starting next to DJ most of the time, but they're running a ton of people through getting first-team reps. Um, and I know that a couple of young guys – have been making some progress, and what you see today. How do you feel about the other inside linebackers?
1: Yeah, Kevin Pierre Lewis and Aliquway were both start. Uh, were both the second team linebackers for the defense. Uh, no, Justin March, uh, Josh Malga did not practice today. Um, I, and honestly, I, I think Malga is on the outside looking in when it comes to this roster. I just, uh, it's a hard for me to see him making it. Um, but it looks like they really like uh, Kevin Pierre-Lewis as an inside linebacker and a league way as well. So I think those two guys are going to be the guys that are going to uh, be backing up DJ and Rameek.
0: Wow, that's a significant change. Justin Martz-Lillard has been at the top of everybody's list for a long time. And, you know, I, nothing against him. I just I haven't been as impressed with his ability in the run game. He's instinctual, and I like that, and he can cover. Um,
1: but well, you just, You're not seeing the plays from him this year in, in training camp that you've seen in years past. And that was the big thing of Justin Marshall is that he always was around the ball and you're not seeing that this training camp.
0: And th- that is a significant difference. You know, it, does it look, I mean, does that take you down the road? Maybe he's still not quite a hundred percent recovered. Um, is it just that the competition uh, has stepped up that much more?
1: I, I don't know what it is. I, I mean, it's really hard for me to think that he's not recovered. I mean, he had a hand injury, Um and it looks like the speed or the recognition isn't there more than anything else. Or maybe he's not flying to the ball uh, and he's more timid. I, I And I'm not saying that's the case. I really don't know what it is uh, at this point.
0: Well, that remains to be seen. And I I still think he's probably a guy that could be that fifth linebacker. I don't know if he breaks the top four at this point. But uh, they have a lot of guys that are the same type of run and chase uber-athletic type. Uh, Pierre-Louis is definitely one of those and and a step above uh, what Lillard is physically. Um, it's really about the recognition and, and who's ready to play that that position opposite DJ. I'm very interested to see the rookie, way. Uh, I believe he's, he's... They're calling him Marcus, right? So I don't have to try to pronounce his name both times every time? <laughs>
1: No, you don't have to try to pronounce his name, although it's kind of funny. So, if you want to go ahead and try, you're more than welcome.
0: I thought it was a Keme, but maybe I'm wrong.
1: That sounds about right.
0: Okay. Still, you H- know, let's H- give me as few Ta- chances to mess it up as possible.
1: How about Tano Pasino? Yeah. I want to see you spell that in an article. That's what I really want to see.
0: Well, I can spell it out loud. <laughs> I don't know about typing it out. That That's going to give me fits. But, you know, and there's another guy that we should talk about because, you know, what happened at, on draft day was, you know, John Dorsey was very adamant. You know, we like him as a five technique. We're gonna put him in there, but he's been playing a linebacker role most of camp. He's playing both. I
1: I've seen him on defensive line and I've seen him at linebacker. Um, you know, somebody asked me on Twitter today, and I honestly I, I don't remember seeing it. Uh, but they asked me if if Passanio has been doing any kind of um, you know pass defense stuff, and I have not seen it. Uh, so if he is, um, I, I missed it, and it is certainly possible because there's a lot of stuff going on at training camp, and if you ever get a chance to go and you see it, you'll understand why I say that. Uh, but I, you know, he's, he's been all over the defensive line, and he's been at OLB, so he's another one of those guys that is going to make the roster, obviously, because of his draft status, uh, but he also gives you versatility, and that's really going to be the key uh, to what he can do for Kansas City going forward.
0: And you know I think it all goes back to what he is physically as an athlete and what he did in college because I mean he played an outside rush type role he he wasn't head up or inside at all that it was very, very light in terms of his inside maneuvers uh you know i mean even at a five technique he played at some but I didn't see a whole lot. He's really comfortable out there, and for a guy his size of two hundred ninety pounds i mean six foot seven it's it's a combination that if you can get some substitute pass rush, uh, maybe he's another option to even put outside a D Ford and try to get you know two guys coming off that end. Uh, anything creative that that Bob Sutton can use him for um, when he exists in a place where his skill set doesn't match his physical presence, I think that's really interesting and something that they may be able to take advantage of and work well.
1: And that's possible, although if if they're going to play him on the same side, I would think he'd want to have d ford on the outside and passing you know, and uh just because d ford's got a quicker step around the edge um so i would think that you know the further out it would be better for him uh, but it, that would be an interesting alignment and i could see it happening
0: well we're going to keep our eyes peeled for that in camp because they got to practice it sometime. <laughs> so that's saturday it was is a pretty brisk practice not a, a ton going on Um what'd you see after who was hanging out and what are you looking for tomorrow
1: Uh, you know, Pat Mahomes and the other quarterback, Joel Stave, I believe is his name. And forgive me if I'm butchering it. Uh, you know, stayed after and and did some more QB drills. Um, you know, that was the big thing that stuck out, stuck out to me. Uh, there were several players that went through, well, a bunch of players that went through on the jugs machine and the different uh, machines they have to work on the hands and eyes. Uh, you know, nobody really stuck stuck out that way. But, you know, the thing that was really going on was it was Family Fun Day at camp today. So all the players were out signing autographs for the kids and, and all the fans that were out there. And, you know, some people were going all over the field because some of the fans were in one area and then some of the fans were all the way on the other side of the field. And you had guys that went all the way across the, the field to go sign autographs for people. So I thought that was pretty cool as well. It is. When it comes to tomorrow, uh, you know I don't have any idea right now as to you know if it's going to be full hitting practice or not. Um, I'm just hoping the weather stays good enough to where we're able to get out there and actually watch practice again. Um, you know, it, it, practice doesn't start till nine fifteen tomorrow. So if you're looking, well, probably by the time you will listen to this, unless you listen to it Saturday night right after it goes up, uh, you know, practice doesn't start till nine fifteen. Uh, it's been at eight fifteen the past couple of days um so you know it'll be interesting to see if they really change anything or if they go a shorter practice because usually when they start later they go shorter so
0: Well, I'll be, I'll be watching for reports via Twitter and I hope that you have a good time. Folks, if you want to drop us a line, make sure you hit the Locked On Chiefs podcast, uh, count at Locked On Chiefs on Twitter. Uh, Chris has been doing Snapchats and Facebook Lives. Uh, you can get video. If you can't be at camp, Chris is there for you. So make sure you're checking that stuff out. Uh, We're going to be back with you tomorrow. We're going to be back next week. A lot of stuff going on as they get ready for that first preseason game. Uh, And maybe we'll even have to uh, start talking about predictions. Yeah. It's going to be really interesting to see the bottom of the roster.
1: You know, I did see, and I I do want to throw this out there. uh, You know, I follow a lot of different people on Twitter and see a lot of different conversations. But one uh, person that I've started following a little little bit lately is uh, Jeff Schwartz, and he said, Something that really stuck with me is that even at this part, even at this point in camp, forty-eight of the, or forty-nine of the roster spots are already figured out. That's a ton. That leaves four or five spots open, and you're going to be looking at maybe a wide receiver, maybe a running back, um, maybe a lineman, maybe a linebacker, and maybe a DB. obviously it can be other positions as well but you know that's a lot of players to already have figured out at this point and all these other guys just kind of uh playing for four or five spots
0: well there's an additional eight spots on the practice squad and i would not be surprised 10 sorry i'd I'd be surprised if many of them are holdovers from last year's practice squad i i I would think that the entire thing will probably turn over because uh, the general breadth of talent in this camp is, is better than any season we've seen under Andy Reid yet.
1: No, it absolutely is. And the other side of this is you, know, you look at the roster and, and Kansas City has always been one of those teams that is churning the practice squad. And you have to wonder if that's going to continue going forward. Uh, was that a John Dorsey move or was that a Chiefs move? Um, I'll be interested to see if if Beach is churning that practice squad during the regular season like uh, Dorsey did in the past.
0: That may be, and it will be something that we need to keep an eye on. Uh, That's it for else, folks. Chris will be back from St. Joe tomorrow, and we'll have more for you next week, so keep it here. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening today, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Thanks for listening to the Locked On Chiefs podcast. While you're out there, give us a rating or review. And reach out to us on Twitter, at Ryan Tracy NFL and at Chris Clark NFL. We'll talk to you next time.